0: Science. Hello and welcome to Probably Science. My name is Andy Wood.
1: I'm Matt Cursion, and I'm Jesse Case. And it's a special festive edition. Uh, you can't you can't tell, but we're all wearing hats.
2: Uh, can we? Well, we'll introduce our guests, but I want to ask you about this festive. It's a whole different thing in England, isn't it? There's like a fe- I know just I know that because the baking show. There's like a holiday one, a Christmas one, and then a festive one.
1: Oh, I, uh, you know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, let's like let's go I'm, with like, that. What?
2: Okay, so uh, well uh, we have a guest. Uh, the guest is great. I've known the guest since I'm 20, but he thought I was 21. Uh, and oh, uh, I didn't know that. I guess you both
1: start. You both started like kind of in the South. Um, our new guest, I uh, guess, by the way, has a new uh, special out on Peacock right now called Number one.: It's very funny.: It's very funny. I've watched it. It is great. It's, it's very, very good. And the person speaking the words and being on the camera is Sean Patton. Hey, Sean.:
3: Thank you. Thank you. Um, thank you for having me. It, may, it sounds very the way Jesse said, known me since I was 20, though he thought I was 21, It's very suggestive.
0: Yeah. No, oh, oh no, <laughs> no! He was playing you. Yeah,
3: no, it's right?
2: just it's just funny now because we're all old. We're all super old. Uh, so it's it's uh, just one of those things where I'm like, man, it's depra- We've all been doing this way too long.
0: This well, I know. I remember.
3: I I met. You, I, I remember where I met all three of you. I remember when I met you, Jesse. In New York, New York, at at an open mic at the Comedy Cellar, which is, the, the open mic there does not hasn't existed there in over a decade, I think.
2: No, and it was you had to pay yeah. like five dollars, and we were there with Amy Schumer, who like the next day, just like was headlining, you know what I mean. We were all at the I same think, yeah, level. like the
3: next the, yeah, like the very next but day she was headlining the Garden.
2: The, yeah, the she Square did garden, Madison yeah. Square Garden the next day. They were yeah, just like, because yeah. e- e- like, I remember afterwards, we, uh, you yeah. and I went out front for a cigarette. She was standing with us, and then a limo stopped and backed up and said, you, headline the garden. <laughs> right, and, right, right. And, right, right. And we were like, which one of us, which one of us three? And it was her. Um, I, I, think, I think if one of us
3: would have spoken up faster, it could have been us. But she was just more confident. I know, no, she was, she was right there. Someone you know? just
0: snapping their fingers. Someone get in the limo. Right? Yeah, people
3: don't realize. Like that's New York, baby. It could happen yeah, anywhere. That's New York. <laughs> you <laughs> gotta yeah. get a slice. You gotta <laughs> get one. Sometimes <laughs> while you're getting a slice, a guy drives up and offers you God the fucking God. The fucking you know? garden
0: over here. You got a <laughs> book in the garden here. Yeah. yeah, that's what they
3: say. That's a yeah. book. It. <laughs> Oh, and I remember, Matt, I met you in, in Montreal.
1: That's in, right.
3: I want to say 2010. Eight. Eight, 2008, eight, eight. yeah. Right, right. And I was terrified of you because uh, I used to just be horribly intimidated by British people until I <laughs> went and spent some time in England. And I was like, oh, you're just Americans with accents. Sorry. But... <laughs> and better health care. <laughs> Uh, um, but, D- yeah. Do you think I was going to, like, recolonize or something? No, I thought you were just going to... any uh, Anything I said, I thought you were going to be like, well, that's not quite proper, then, isn't it? And then just <laughs> kick it apart. And yeah. Everyone, feel...
1: everyone, listen to what this man just said. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Listen to how stupid this southerner is, I thought. Listen to what he thought was a sentence. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and Andy, I met you at the second annual Bridgetown Comedy Festival. Um... And this one, and this I remember very specifically because we'd only talked online previously. You had hit me up on Facebook, very kindly invited me to come to the festival. I had heard about it because it was year two. and I was like, hell yeah, I'm in. And I come to this festival all bouncy and full of energy like I normally am and saw you and was like, oh, there's Andy. I'm going to go bust his balls because we're internet friends. And you were in a state of full-blown festival-running Hell space, <laughs> and we're immediately just like, not now, dude. And I was like, oh, sorry, I'll just go fuck off and get back. That's Portland, the to baby. Go. That's yeah. Portland. Yeah. That's <laughs> Portland. Was, you were, you were, you were actually terrified. The first I time. Don't rem- <laughs>
0: oh man, I, I. I'm sorry. I mean, so yeah. I had the exact, the, you know.
1: like the exact opposite.
0: Yeah. Like I was. <laughs>
1: I was meant to be the scary one and he mm-hmm. was meant to be the one that you could just hey buddy look at us. Right, but Jesse was
3: always just the 20-year-old. Yeah. I
2: was the 20 well cuz we were going to Rafifi. We were. And yeah. my I was turning 21 in like 3 days. So yeah. uh, I was like I was just already telling people I was 21 on account of being a child. Yeah. And yeah. uh you know to try to get into venues and then I got it was so I got turned away and it was like uh It was awful. I watched Sean. I stood on the street in my mind, it started raining. You know? yeah, probably, and I watched probably. Sean go into the
1: Vineyard. Yeah. Everyone, everyone inside. Yeah, but saw... Only raining directly above you.
2: Yeah, everyone inside <laughs> is like...
3: Well, um... It was New York, so a guy drove up in a limo, looked at you and went, rain, and it started raining. <laughs> right,
2: right. Sean goes enough. inside. I could, uh, it was like, it's a wonderful life. Like I could see people inside like drinking like hot cocoa and laughing. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah. And Your breath um...
0: is fogging up the window. You have to wipe it off. Yeah, and I'm
2: standing <laughs> yeah. outside of Rafifi. Um, I have to wear a hat that says I'm 20. <laughs> yeah, it was awful. It was an awful I time. Mean, I
3: I should have. You were You definitely. Once you said you were twenty, I remember being like, "Oh yeah, you are." You, like you looked like a like a hacky sack personified back then.
2: I know. I know. I did. <laughs> well, so, so here's the horrible thing with me is that I looked fifteen until I turned thirty, and then immediately looked forty. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I never got. I, I never got to age like someone should. I've never looked my age ever.
1: See, I've <laughs> always thought you looked always looked both 15 and 40 simultaneously. Well, uh,
2: no, totally, totally. But that's because you have that, that foresight, you know, that British <laughs> foresight. But, I mean, I've, I looked way too young, and now I just look like Tom Waits or something. It's
3: horrible.
2: <laughs> it's horrible now. <laughs> yeah.
3: You look like Tom. Well, I mean, Tom Waits, that's a good look. That's that a, is, yeah. yeah it's a castable a... look. That's such a like. John, I look terrible now. Like John Waters. Well, that, that, I wouldn't want to look like John Waters. No offense. It's all the waterhead. The waterheads out there. Waterheads.
2: That's offensive <laughs> for a whole
0: different reason. I love it.
2: <laughs> Man, his fans, his fan base has got to get a new name. That's a, yeah.
0: Right? It's funny. <laughs> but no. I, well, of course you
2: you think Tom Waits looks good because I remember your. If if we're gonna make fun of me being twenty, I remember yeah. your famous pork pie hat face. Oh, buddy. buddy! I remember. Buddy, I remember buddy. the well, face.
3: So, so I'm, I'm I'm currently in Portland, actually now, right now, um, headlining Helium Comedy Club this weekend for New Year's Eve, right? And oh, the first this, time this, if
1: this episode drops in, oh, it's probably sold out, right? It's selling.
3: It's selling well. So yes, if it drops in time, come get tickets. But I'll, I was, I'll get
0: it out today. Yep. Yeah.
3: I, when I um when one of the staff reminded me that ten years ago. Uh, last weekend, 10 years ago, was the first time I ever came to this club, and they re- also were like, yeah, you, you still have that hat? And I remember being like, <laughs> Oh, what hat? And then I remembered like, oh, fuck, dude, yeah, I, there was a good year where I like steadily rocked a pork pie.
2: Well, so here's, here's yeah. what I find as a comedian, because I've, I've hit the same thing, is that you, if you're a comic, unlike any other field, you right. can't just get away with a hat face. Oh, no, dude. You, you know can't. what I mean? You can't do it. People will remind you forever. It'll be 30 years later. and so, Is he still doing a beanie thing? Like, no. Yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'll
1: help I, you I... if it's in a headshot as well. Yeah. Oh, got, bro. Like a grainy photo that's still in the comedy club that you headlined 10 years earlier.
3: I mean, it's actually what's very interesting is how hyper judgmental comedians get about aesthetics, in, in period. Like... If you just decide like like Jay Okerson likes to wear fingerless gloves. He just likes to wear them and people still don't let, and like and if you wear a pair of fingerless gloves, which you know, I occasionally do cuz it's cold where I live, people sure. will be like, "Oh, so the new you're Jay Okerson now." And I'm like, "I don't uh, Does he have the patent on fingerless <laughs> gloves cuz th- if we're going by that rationale, I also use a microphone just like him when I'm on <laughs> right. stage. Am I right. stealing that? Am I stealing the microphone? And but I've noticed like yeah, whenever you, you get a haircut, comedians are like, "Whoa, we're going for the mohawk, huh?" And you're like, "Maybe I am." I'm, I never, I don't have a mohawk by the way, currently. But also,
0: like, I, I like that you're, you're defending the fingerless gloves because of the practicality. When the one part of the finger it doesn't cover is like the, the, the part that gets the most cold.
3: Yeah, but dude, when you use your phone or when you pick your butt as much as I do, you know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? You want those fingertips. Breaking. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Is there an opposite? Are there just, you know what I mean? Like just sort of finger beanies? Just wear five of of them on thimbles. Yeah, just the tips.
3: I guarantee that exists. I just don't. Couldn't tell you where to get them from. L.L. Bean. I'm going to say it. L.L. Bean (laughs) makes fingertip club. Makes finger beanies. If that doesn't exist, I don't think. Wait, Jesse, you're in Nashville, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I see. Fuck, not enough. The The temperature's not. I guess it's on me to go ahead and try this one out, huh? To see if yeah, we you're, just- right, you're the only person in a cold does. place right
1: now. Yeah. Well, how? You grew up in Louisiana, so how does it ever get cold there? Well, actually,
3: uh, last week was the coldest it's ever been on record, I think. S- uh,
2: same with Nashville. It was like n- negative yeah. 20 with wind chill and shit. Now that's Whoa. Yeah. Wow. It was awful.
3: How-,
1: how cold was it in Louisiana?
3: It was only like maybe 20 degrees, but n- no negative. But, uh,. That is definitely in New Orleans. That's fucking, you have to. That is, by
1: the way, 20 Fahrenheit, which is below zero in Celsius. That's below freezing. Right. Oh,
3: yeah, sure, sure. And like, uh, you have to run the water a little bit or the pipes freeze. That's how unprepared the South is for cold weather. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny when I remember this. This was maybe, fuck, eight years ago. But I was going to, to Atlanta and there had just been like a quote unquote snowstorm. Which in which they got less than an inch of actual snow in the city of Atlanta. But when I got there, I drove in from uh, Nashville, uh, there were, like, cars just abandoned on side of the road. And oh, like, Britain's the
1: same. Yeah, it, Really? Brit- Britain's like that if it rains. Right. Uh, yeah, and it snows at least once a year, and the country... It's like when it rains in L.A., same deal. Like, it's not an unknown what? thing to happen, but the whole place can't cope. Britain, I like, yeah, like an inch and a half of of snow, and it'll be like we we don't we didn't have enough grit we didn't have enough salt i don't know what happened but we just didn't have enough you are like oh for this thing that happens literally every year
3: yeah 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 that's i would have lost money on that bet i would have bet that it snows in london just regularly or england
1: no no it's like uk's kind of because it's a little island because it's surrounded by water it's it oh, never gets that hot never gets that cold it's kind of we've it's been kind of similar to it's like san francisco weather
2: yeah we've been had by all the dickens movies
1: yeah, yeah, oh, yeah.
2: it's so Christmassy, and it's what? always fucking snowing. Yeah, it's actually and-
1: like the the bookmakers take bets on whether it'll be a white Christmas, and more often than not, it isn't. Right, like whether there'll be snow yeah. on Christmas Day, it generally isn't. Well, I would
0: say more that yeah, if it's, it'd be like the the odds would be insanely in the favor of the person betting for non. If it's maybe one snowfall a year, right.
1: Uh it's, no, it's like one or two snowfalls yeah. a year normally. But so, so like yeah. in a Christmas carol, that should have been a bigger
2: story than the ghost visits. Right. Like, that right.
1: should be crazy. Yeah. Like, wait, so it's so also it's snowing. What the
3: fuck? Like a- Wait, so it's snowing in the past, the present, and the future. That's three snowfalls. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, Write about this.
1: Yeah. Uh here we go. The uh the last white um the most recent time the UK alone had a white Christmas was so that's happened if it snows anywhere in the UK on Christmas Day. So that's including, like, Highlands of Scotland. So that has happened more often. So that was, like, happened in 2021, 2020, then 2017 before that. Um, But London hasn't seen a white Christmas in over 20 years. It's technically only had six white Christmases since 1960.
3: Dude, wait, to, 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 to Jesse's point earlier, this might have been before we were recording, but... Um, do, is it Father Christmas in
2: England?
1: Uh, oh, it's yeah. Father Christmas or Santa Claus, but yes, Father Christmas is.
2: Oh no! What we were problem. talking about? I think before recording was the the festive season. All right, yes, because you said we're doing a festive episode, and and I I have questions because uh, you know I'll watch that I'll watch that Bake Off, which I have a separate uh, the British Bake Off, which I have a separate beef with, but doesn't matter. So I'll Damn. watch it and. Um, the, the, so they always do holiday episodes. They do two special holiday episodes. And they have like a, but it's always two. And it's like a Christmas episode where it's like make some cookies that look like a Christmas tree and do all that. And then it's a festive episode celebrating the festive season. It's still special food. You know, it's like make a Stalin bread or something. I don't know. But it's yeah, uh, what's don't... what's going on with the festive versus Christmas
1: I'm going I to ask you, my don't.
2: Jewish friend Matt Kirschen. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I, I, I don't know. I me, mean, I like. Maybe they're using festive to refer to the whole time, the whole era. But, uh, yeah, I don't. Nah.
0: Fucking war uh, on Christmas is what it is, boys. There you so, go, motherfucker. Uh, war on
1: Christmas. <laughs> to me, they were they were interchangeable. So I don't know. This is what
3: happens when you vote Democrat, motherfucker. <laughs> Everything comes interchangeable. Festivities, genders. Fucking all that shit, man. Festivity can't
2: even revel anymore. You I feel unsafe, reveling. Yeah,
0: he likes to revel. This guy likes to revel. Honey. That's New York, baby. That's-
2: yeah, a guy pulls up and says, "Hey, Hanukkah, revel, dude, go."
3: Here's a Carnegie fucking hall.
2: Now, here's a kosher slice, Carnegie. Let's go. Um, <laughs> uh, what you guys? Did you guys have a good holiday? Did you have a good festive season? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Fuck yeah! All right. Yeah, we had we, we had a nice time. Yes, we, we had a couple of friends around on Christmas morning, and then and then went to a party hosted by friend of the show Robert Buscemi and okay. his lovely wife Janet.
3: Uh, yeah. All Speaking right. of hats, right? Does, does Buscemi no, still oh, yeah. rock the, the, the,
1: the, he, the... Yeah, they they rock all manner of clothing. Yeah,
3: yeah. I don't. No, I, I, Christmas. I've 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 been to other Christmases before where. The, it, like the gift unwrapping is such a process where yeah. like everybody has to watch each person individually unwrap I just, the I hate gift it i hate that You're right and then there's like a story about how the gift was bought and etc whereas my family it's a straight up pure chaos it's like anarchy it's just gifts are gifts are being opened and if you open one that's like a special especially cool you get everyone's attention thank the person or you just do it one on one like oh thanks man and then roll through and then it's 15 minutes everybody's done and it's just a wrapping paper everywhere and people retire to the garage to get shit faced I love it
0: this, <laughs> I've never know? experienced that to this day I mean my parents I think their reasoning was sort of sound for pacing it out because yeah it would have been of over course. 15 minutes is generous it would have been over in 3 minutes <laughs> so it would be one at a time just so we get some like they get some paying for their buck uh, but we still do it I guess now I was back home and I have nephews so it's like maybe it's just for that reason but it's still there's a round where everybody's holding someone to start passing about everyone's holding one then it's like we go around the circle and everyone opens one at a time and it's like we don't I don't have to do this but uh.
3: mm. I could say this I think I'm uh I'm I uh, uh, people I'm, I'm misunderstood when it comes to gift giving because I refuse to like those giftster type sites where you just put shit that you want which is basically you're just being like oh hey people uh I don't need shit really I'm fine but here's just a shopping there's things I wish I had go get them for me I kind of hate that like I prefer the original idea of gift-giving where it's like hey I'm thinking about you person in my life and I think you would like this thing this this article of clothing this this pork pie hat this statue this, right this mm-hmm. uh, vibrator this whatever it is, uh, this morning after pill take it Um,
0: pork pork pie vibrator. Yeah,
3: exactly. Sure. Whatever it is. And I'm just giving it to you. And it's going to be kind of a shock or surprise when you open it. Like, that's how I like I, I kind of hate it. If I'm like bitching about having a Oh, man, my cell phone case sucks. And then a week later, someone's like, Oh, cell phone case for your birthday. I'm like, Oh, but you knew I needed that. That's kind of lame. And it also took all responsibility away from you as the gift buyer but you know? I, th- I
0: kind of like that one where it shows they were paying attention. You didn't write down an Amazon wish list and send them a link. Okay, or maybe you're yeah. right
2: there, but you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I you, can I tell you guys something? This is, I still think about this and get fucking furious because it's like one of those things that just, it triggers everything about me. My hatred of pseudoscience, of all of it. I, I had a, uh, a girlfriend for a while. It's crazy, right? So I had a girlfriend for a while and uh, this is in LA. You, you guys all, uh, most of you guys knew her and met her and stuff. She was around and... Um, she made a vision board, right? Now, we're no, okay. we're no longer together. I'm not into vision board people. But she, made, she made a vision board, and uh, it had a leather jacket on it. <laughs> right. <laughs> which I don't know if that's how it works, you know? But uh, I was, like, talking to her about it. I was like, "What? What's? wait, you made a vision board? And uh, I'm like, how does that work? What is that even, you know? And uh, she was explaining the concept of it, which is, you know, like, not a thing. And um, it had a leather jacket on it. So anyway, uh, her birthday rolls around or something. I bought her a leather jacket and she was claiming that the vision board works. She's like, see, it works. I put it out in the universe. You what know, I'm like, no, it doesn't Jesus. fucking work. It's you, uh, you, you just made a, you pasted some stuff and hung it in your kitchen. And presumably, I'm the only person coming over. I don't know. And now (laughs) it's just some shit you wanted. It's not how any of that works. I just want to... As she's
0: opening it, I want to hear her thank you for manifesting that.
2: Yeah. So it's like I got no credit. Like, the universe (laughs) gave her... that. You know, it's like I spent a lot of money on this jacket. Right, right. But it's like the universe gave it to her. And I was... Everything about it made me furious. I don't... uh, It was so weird, man. I don't know. No,
3: I mean, dude, I... Yeah, like, that, that... Also, I that sort you know what that is that's like performers and I've seen not just comedians do this tell the audience do like a alright everyone stand at the end of this you're all gonna stand up standing ovation it's gonna be amazing and they do a thing and then the audience as they were just kind of told stands up and gives them the, and then later that person's like yup getting standing ovations left and right oh, I'm being very God. specific about one person but, um, but that kind of shit where you're like yeah but it's not God. the same if you ask someone to do it
2: <laughs> you know right. what I mean? That's,
0: right. like, That's pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like but it's not even,
2: I, I would have rather it was a list. These are th- physical possessions I would like to own. That would have made me feel better than I manifested a leather jacket in my, like, no, you, no, you didn't. You, you, no, you fucking didn't. And I still, sometimes at like, you know, at 3am when you're trying to sleep, I get mad about it and then I have to like pace around for a minute. <laughs>
3: oh bro that's what 5 a.m that's what 4 a.m showers are for man yeah. yeah
2: the amount of cold showers that jacket still caused
3: a decade yeah. later i mean hey good for your circulation though so here you got circle of life right there brother hey All that's right.
1: showering baby that's
3: it you yeah get no, in there, and
1: that, that shit those cold showers are actually stopping you from needing a leather jacket of your own you're i know be, <laughs> <laughs> you're to be you're so much hardier than you think you would have been otherwise <laughs>
2: I know, but but that's what I'm saying about the, the, the hat phase and stuff is like, I'd like a leather jacket, but you can't just start doing that as a comic. You'll get roasted oh, yeah, immediately yeah. if you if you just show up and now you're a leather jacket guy.
1: Oh, no, you can wear it to the gig, but if you wear it on stage, then that's only a short step away from like your poster having gaffer tape across your mouth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's upsets some, for uh, myself over here. Yeah, I mean,
3: sometimes it's. It's like, like last year and De- I, I actually, speaking of leather jackets, I got, there was a leather jacket I got at a thrift store. One that was like fit perfectly awesome. And it was at in Denver last year. And I wore it with like a black beanie and like a black t-shirt. I, sh- I just wasn't, I just all black and I showed up and someone was like, uh, are you a member of the black Panthers now? And I was like, <laughs> yep. I'm a, yep." immediately put in check. Thank you.
0: <laughs>
3: God. There was a
0: comic who submitted to Bridgetown, um, probably 10 years ago and i i wish there were some way you could in a non-mean way just compile the greatest hits of some of those submissions you know because like there is a mean way i think you're just putting it out there brother that's all (laughs) this was before i mean eventually we were just like okay in the application just send us a a link to the youtube but initially we had people send in dvds i forgot the logic because youtube existed for the entirety of I think some people just only had DVDs of, I don't know, or maybe we wanted to make it a little bit harder to submit because really we wanted the numbers to be low. It wasn't like a cash grab. It was like, this is a pain in the ass. I'd rather oh, have sure. no one do this. But
2: Well, that was my favorite time living together. Uh, oh, I forgot about. <laughs> was Submission Week when it's like we were just we'd, we'd HDMI cable it to the big TV and just oh, sit in there and watch that. submissions. And it was every year I was like, oh, man, submission time. Me and Andy are going to watch some. So this,
0: is this is the this is the first actual emotional sense of nostalgia I've had for the festival in so long. Wow. That was fun. Like that yeah. it was so annoying and a lot of work, but like yeah. ridiculous the stuff. So one of the guys I was thinking of was a guy who wore this um it's sort of like a Sergeant Pepper jacket, just some like needlessly adorned jacket. A stupid if someone was wearing it in public, you would make fun of them. Um, So he wears that in his submission and his whole five minutes is making fun of the jacket he chose to put on as if it's like a physical disability where he's like, I'm just, you know, I want to show you that I can make fun of myself. Like, no, that isn't cerebral palsy. That's a jacket you bought and put on. You could just not wear it (laughs) instead of being like, what is this? Who do I think I am? Like, I don't know. Who do you think you are? Why are you wearing it? And also (laughs) if we accept you based on this submission, are you going to, are we supposed to presume you wear that jacket to all the sets we book you on? Like what's, this is the act you want to show us. You, you do when you perform stand up?
3: I mean, that's kind of funny if you, if you book him and he just shows up without the jacket, you're like, Holy fuck. Yeah. But he's got, it's, but it's like, no matter what he's wearing, he's like this t-shirt, right? Who do I think I am? No, I, I would love think for him a... to
2: forget the jacket and then still, still do the material. <laughs> still and, and it makes no sense to anybody. No.
0: But I like the idea there that he has like be... Bowie phases. Now he's thin white dude because he's just got a different dumb jacket every time.
1: <laughs> oh, that's funny. There used to be a comic like like a guy I started out with when we were doing the like the open mics, who would go around with a kitchen sink, and Fuck he'd go off. on stage with it. And I, I can't remember the exact. You could. He you
2: owns could... Twitter now. This guy. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: exactly. You, you could. You can deconstruct the joke. Yeah, or factually, you never forget what, forget what I forgot or what I remembered or I can't remember how. It... But anyway. That's the joke. His opening joke was about packing everything but the kitchen sink, and he had to carry the sink with him to every gig. And then oh my- one night it got stolen, so he <laughs> lost his opener.
3: <laughs> dude, dude, like, my favorite open mic story I've ever heard, and, un- and I didn't experience it firsthand, was this. But it was this Australian comic told me about it, like, at an open mic in Melbourne that was like, um, this one guy would show up every single week, and he'd sign up as Mick Dundee, which is already annoying when Americans do that to Australians. <laughs> but he was an Australian guy, sign up as Mick Dundee, and he'd go up and do just the most like vanilla, middle of the road, whatever set. And he does this for like five or six weeks in a row, same exact set. So finally, the the guys who run the mic at the end of one of them are like, "Hey, mate, you welcome to come back next week, but you got to you got to do something new up there, man. You know, you're doing the same stuff; it's not really working." So he's like, oh, "Okay," and he shows up the next week. Dressed in full zombie regalia, just like full <laughs> makeup, what? tattered clothes, and then goes on stage and does the exact same set but as a zombie. Oh, my <laughs> god! And I and like the guy was telling it was me and Matt Bronger he was telling this story to. We were like, God, dude, I think I think you guys got long conned. Like, I think that guy might have actually been a genius, like, <laughs> who was just like, I'm gonna go to this mic, I'm gonna keep doing this same bullshit set until someone says something and that could be five weeks or five fucking years doesn't matter but the moment they do the zombies coming
2: out <laughs> that sounds like a squid game thing where like billionaires are secretly betting on it
1: yeah like yeah. how long he makes
2: it before <laughs> he has to quit doing this mic. Um, that. sean something we ask all of our guests
1: yes um and we have asked you this before but uh not for about over half a decade
2: go for it Sure yeah back when I was twenty uh is <laughs> is what uh what's your background in in science if you have any any classes you liked any were you, you know did you have yourself a chemistry kit growing up have you, uh, do you, you, do you like stuff staring up in the with at, your friends
1: do you like I, staring
2: at the stars the celestial the celestial void hmm so my my dad i I'm really into
3: astrology no <laughs> astrology and crystals bro these are the way my my dad is a fucking massive uh astronomy guy. He's got telescopes and um, he's retired now and he's retired. Was
1: your dad excited yesterday, which apparently was the, uh, all the planets of the solar system were visible in the night sky together?
3: Uh, gar- I guarantee he was. That's 100% his jam. Right up his alley. Um, I think I might have said this last time we did one of these, but I, I did, in high school, in the 11th grade, have a, uh, the only, te- Mr. Trigg, that's the only teacher I remember from my school, biology teacher. I remember day one, he walks up in front of the class. It gets kind of naturally quiet. It was um, when our school had transitioned away from chalkboards into those white dry erase markings. Oh, yeah. Right? He stands in front of the class. It gets quiet. You know, everybody's watch. He, right in front of everyone, jams his fingers, his nose, pulls out a fucking, like a nostril glacier. Just a huge, <laughs> just and smears it on the board circles it and then gives us the biological makeup of a booger and that was wow. the first lesson on the first day and that was like my favorite class was biology i mean it's not science directly but oh, oh yes it's, it's just- what yes. Very much- i mean it is science yeah yeah but you know it's not when you think when you think science and you think shuttle, space shuttles and laboratories and you know,
1: that's uh, uh, that's a hundred percent. Hundred. That's that's. I don't think that's even one of the sort of soft sciences where you're like, you know, we've we've had we've got geologists listeners who.
3: Okay, there you go. Yeah,
1: will we'll strongly advocate for geology, and I think that's legit. But then I think geography geography is kind of like pushing it. Yeah, what yeah. about...
3: You know, I, but I think biology is the main one. That's, 100%. Yeah, biology is yeah. definitely yeah, one
1: of the big three.
3: You don't have like free like freestyle rappers who are like, let me tell you about science, and you're like. <laughs> It's a different type of
0: science, buddy. Oh, dropping science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, yeah. Biology was, yes, biology is a science I'm, of, of all the sciences is one I'm more interested in, yes.
2: Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's my favorite. That's my Did favorite. It? I didn't
0: stuff. know this about you, Jesse. What? Well, what'd you think it was? When, I don't know.
2: Yeah, biology is my favorite uh my fa- and, my, and microbiology in particular is, is uh, very much my favorite thing. But I, it took a while because I, I had a horrible um, – I still resent them. I had horrible science teachers in school that never did anything cool. Uh, like, well, I had a teacher um, – this is, this is weird, but like uh, you know, the first day and he, he just – we just got dry erase boards and he jacked off onto it. And I remember right, he, right, right. he drew a circle around it. Um, but then nothing happened. He just yeah. left. He just, he just drew a
1: circle around and yeah. said, "No one touched that. Yeah, That's I, mine." <laughs> he goes,
2: "It's dry erase." Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, That's weird that he was
3: able to, you know, like differentiate from the whiteboard, the whiteness of the semen. But well, I think that was <laughs> that a,
2: was sort of the lesson, the we, lesson we were supposed that, to take from it. You know, I guess um, it does have a pearl type hue. <laughs> sure, you know, Sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. um, but it was, uh, yeah, it was interesting because, like, I. Uh I had horrible biology teachers that just like, you know, straight from the book, like they didn't want to be there. They were like a football teacher that also picked up a class. Right. You know. Um, when it's like to me it's crazy. It's the craziest thing. But
3: You know what's so interesting about what you, you said? Because you know that's definitely a thing in most American schools where it's it's coaches who yeah. then have to teach a class, like, fuck, I gotta learn about economics, fine. Yeah. And where it should be the other way, where it's like, but but I, but, but I have a PhD in astrophysics. It's like, well, tough, man. You got to learn. got to teach these kids how to shoot a basketball then. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Treat it like I'm a course meteorite course. going through a goddamn wormhole. All right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. should be and that there's,
2: there's your screenplay. There it is. Right? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just
3: nerdy. For some reason, I... Uh, wait. Is there a funny British person we could cast as a
1: nerdy professor?
0: Oh, ho, uh, ho.
1: Do you guys know anyone? Oh, hmm. <laughs> No, well, I've got a cousin <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I
0: had the same I, it was like our assistant football coach had to teach to, uh, both drivers and sex ed I think and uh, and then uh, decades later got outed uh, to catch a predator style for some b- bad stuff the guy who taught us sex ed wow oh, yeah
3: dude
0: yeah. wow wow <laughs> I, there's no great ending No,
2: it's not like, no, it's not like funny. I just, it's, I would uh, wonder if it's just whatever sneak into the sex ed. Like protection is very important. And then when you're, you know, when you're in the bushes, you need to, uh, like, like if it just, if he accidentally outed himself during class in some way.
0: Well, yeah, there was my brother who was a teacher just sent me a TikTok of a comic who I, I, forgot, I can't, I've seen the face. It, it didn't have the name right on it, which is great. When someone just puts up someone's clip and doesn't credit them. But yeah, he talked about a sex ed teacher at high school who, one day decided he was going to teach the class how to put on a condom with a banana as he takes out the banana. He's like, I'm going to teach you this with a banana. Cause I can't get hard on an empty stomach. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: sure. Sure. Uh,
0: yeah. I quote someone else's joke there, but uh, no, but I, I did, would, yeah. Uh, yeah, my teacher did have, did have some problems. There's nothing. about I Just like, like, I huh,
3: like back wow. in the day, like 20 years ago, if they were like, all right, which one of you coaches want to teach sex ed? They were like, it was like a, a fight. Like they'd have to like, uh, yeah. you know, throw throw a stick, throw one bat on the ground, and be like, only one of you, last one standing, gonna teach these kids how to fuck. And now, <laughs> what if that's what sex ed was? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: now here you try, we go. try not to come. You try not to. <laughs> you yeah. put me in coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: Listen, you're gonna fuck your wife for two to three pumps. Then you're going to get a nap. And if she's a good wife, when you wake up, there's a sandwich involved. That's all. It's that simple. Now let's get out there and do some wind sprints. Sex so ed, <laughs> <good>, man. <laughs> you know? But nowadays, I imagine when it's like, who's going to teach sex ed? No one shows up on that day. It's like, I ain't, don't put me in there with
2: them kids, man. Oh, yeah. You try anything to get out of it. Yeah. You can't, yeah, you, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a terrifying prospect having to teach sex ed. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I would, I'd. And, yeah, no you know, if,
0: if we could go back in time, we would have definitely not had this guy. Been well, we can't teaching because it,
2: because of the paradox, Andy. We can't. We could, can. but, but if there's science involved, we can figure out how, guys. What on are you talking? Podcast. What are you guys Dude, talking? Was... No, no. There's a time travel paradox. It's not possible unless somebody came up with some sort of math. But it's it's never going to happen.
0: Ah, well, listener, uh keen-eyed listener, keen <laughs> eared <your> listener. <laughs> Keen-eyed <laughs> listener Justin Broad sent us a story from Science Alert uh, about a physicist who came up with math that shows paradox-free time travel is plausible.
2: What? What are you talking about?
0: I'm saying it, we've all seen we've all seen our Terminator's, Donnie goes Back to the Futures. Yeah, and you know that moving around in time creates a lot of problems for the fundamental rules of the universe. If you go back in time and stop your parents from meeting, how can you exist in order to go back in time in the first place? Right, but right. but. but, but this is the uh, head scratcher known as the grandfather paradox but a few years ago physics student jermaine tobar from the university of queensland in australia worked out how to square the numbers to make time travel viable without the paradoxes Mm, so classical dynamics says if you know the state of a system at a particular time this can tell us the entire history of the system said tobar however einstein's theory of general relativity predicts the existence of time loops or time travel where an event can be both in the past and future of itself, theoretically turning the study of dynamics on its head. What the calculations show is that space-time can potentially adapt itself to avoid paradoxes. To use a topical example, imagine a time traveler journeying into the past to stop a disease from spreading. If the mission was successful, the time traveler would have no disease to go back in time to defeat. Tobar's work suggested that the disease would still escape some other way, through a different route or by a different method, removing the paradox. Whatever the time traveler did...
2: Oh, so this is just fate it's just this guy is just talking about fate it does sound like final destination just final
1: destination yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah even if you escape the plane crash like a, a, a ladder is going to fall over that'll trigger a wire that's going to slice you in two so you know anyway that's what my equation shows Yeah.
0: Right, right, well right. I mean I do want to believe that, that it's in the translation from the hardcore math into this natural <laughs>
3: wherever you can tribe travel to Devon Sawa will be there
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you can't avoid Devon Sawa We've tried.
0: (laughs) So it says here, um, Tobar's work isn't easy for non-mathematicians to dig into, but it looks at the influence of deterministic processes without any randomness on an arbitrary number of regions in the space-time continuum and demonstrates how both closed time-like curves, as predicted by Einstein, can fit in with the rules of free will and classical physics. The rules of free will. Do we even have that settled? What? Okay. Uh, the math checks out and the results are the stuff of science fiction, said physicist Fabio Costa from the University of Queensland who supervised the research and looks a lot like Duncan uh, Trussell. If you guys are looking at this <laughs> article with me, that. it's really yeah. thought it was him for a second. Uh, the mm-hmm. research smoothed out the problem with another hypothesis that time travel is possible but that time travelers would be restricted in what they did to stop them creating a paradox.
2: Already making rules, man. I, I don't like it's, it. It's,
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> In this model, time travelers have their freedom to do what they want, but paradoxes are not possible. And you can't feed them after midnight. Mm -hmm. You should keep them out of the light and don't get them wet. Uh, While the numbers might work out, actually bending space and time to get into the past remains elusive. The time machines that scientists have devised so far are so high concept that they they
1: currently currently only exist as calculations on a page.
0: Okay, we might get there one day. Stephen Hawking certainly thought it was possible. And if we do, then this new research suggests we would be free to do whatever we wanted to the world in the past. It would readjust itself accordingly.
2: To the same results.
0: I guess, yeah. Try as you might to create a paradox. The events will always adjust themselves to avoid any inconsistencies, said Costa. The range of mathematical processes we discovered show that time travel with free will is logically possible in our universe without any paradox. I mean, is that free will, though, if anything that you're doing is being thwarted? I, I mean... Also, it's just funny that they just assert, that obviously, we know free will is real, and we go from there. It's right. so, definitely so the way, debatable.
2: The way this solves the grandfather paradox, I guess, is that if you go back in time, it, you wouldn't be able to kill your grandfather. Something would prevent you.
0: Right. Another but it's
3: just like, time traveler, your grandfather probably. Hmm. Mm-hmm. He's there to defend his old self, which he also, according to some theories, can't touch your old self. So no chance for a hookup with yourself.
0: Uh, mm. I mean god it's just it's so I want to believe that this is just in the translation from the math to this article that it becomes so vague as to have me think it's bullshit and that the math is interesting and hard
1: we, but would you would you hook up with yourself if you went back in time if it was possible cuz I oh. think I could do better Yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean we
3: got to depending on how far back in time I'm talking you know what I mean like Yeah you know, cause, oh yeah. because then by that rationale, you know, I'm in my 40s now, but if I hook up with 17-year-old me, is that wrong? It's me. Ugh. You know what I mean? Right. Mm, you know? Right. Can you molest yourself? Mm. These are questions. Speaking of paradox, all right, I, I realize I'm surprised you're the one left standing after everyone's mind just got blown with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, in the future when we have figured out time travel, will there be these like really superficial narcissists who'll only yeah. fuck who only fuck a, a younger version of themselves, but then that younger version doesn't want to fuck the older version of themselves, so it's
3: I know, that's crazy, dude. I mean, well, also and and I mean, let me as earthlings experience it, um time it's not stored anywhere. Like it seems like once you experience time, it ceases to actually exist. Like Every second, every minute you experience, once you've experienced it, it exists only if you've recorded it or documented it on a film or in your memory. So it's like, wouldn't time travel then be almost more like an inception thing where it's like you can really only do it in memory? Like, if
0: you- uh, I, I, I think science might actually disagree with that. I think that we are as three-dimensional Right. are you know the, the way I, I we mean, exist was a, that,
3: I, I was fr- that was a question more than anything I wasn't st- making no, like I, my I, belief.
0: I, I don't know the math behind this but I think there's an argument to be made that we are the you know we're, we're in three dimensions and then we're just all stuck on this train car going forward in this fourth dimension but um right of time and I don't think it's totally inconceivable that that could be
3: that there's it, a like, track we could just reverse the
0: well uh, when you get to the endpoints, like the it, the you know, the beginning and end of the universe, if there is such a thing, like at those points, all like space and time, like the things that gravity does when you get to massive scales, it literally warps space time. It's not space and time, it's space time. Like time is part of that. So I don't think there's any, I don't think you can prove that, that there's anything special about the fact that we are stuck in this moment, that there could be some other.
2: Does geography come into play? Like Like if I'm sitting here and I have a time machine right now, Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I am going to go back to a week ago. Very same spot one week ago. Well, I'd be just in the middle of outer space. Earth wouldn't be here
0: yet. But... <laughs> very good. Yes. Like, where, but, where, is, where is absolute location if if not relative to the Earth? Like, yeah. But
2: if everything is tethered together, would that not be the case? Because then I would just be in the future if I were in space then. You know what I mean? Like, like would you just be in the same location either way because of space time? Or would it be... Does the space-time itself... I'm, I know I'm wording this like a total idiot, but I promise... No, I, thought, get it. no I get it. your thought it. is not idiotic. Sense. Like, like uh, if I did, okay, I'm going to go to a week ago, same exact spot. Is a week ago in the same exact spot still the same exact spot? Because it has to be. And and it, Or if I'm teleported in the middle of outer space waiting on Earth, then I would just be in the future a week ago... So that's not how that would work. I don't know. But I've always like, I've always just been like, well, time travel would be like you go back in time to kill Hitler or whatever. You would just be like millions of miles away with no air. <laughs> you know, like you can't yeah. You'd just be like, fuck. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but even that, like, I don't know if there's any and any um, astrophysicists listening. Tell me, is there any way of defining what location means in just well that's what I mean because not only not only are we like um, we're orbiting the sun the sun is orbiting the black hole in the middle of the Milky Way so like we everything and the Milky Way itself
1: is orbiting the universe yeah so everything is everything what is is the definition of
0: location yeah
1: yeah yeah.
0: and I don't know if there's any way to even say what an absolute location is like all location has to do with just like well what's our what's our reference point probably our sun for most things you know but like other than that
1: but then but yeah but then like you said the sun itself is orbiting yeah. the galaxy and then the so galaxy it, itself is also mo- orbiting
0: there's no absolute location is my also is my if, anyone, That's, if anyone
1: does
3: ever figure out actually how to do this and they do decide to go back and kill Hitler remember you're also going to have to wipe out probably about two dozen Nazis below him
0: wannabe Hitlers <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying
3: yeah. people always like kill Hitler but it's like yeah, hey, if, if you kill him there's still all the fuckers who are like on his side, like, well, we must do this now that the Führer is gone. So you got to wipe out. Be prepared to kill at least twenty-five people.
0: Like, it's yeah, what if he? What if he was the less lesser? Com- yeah. He could have been like the the lesser competent. Like, there might have been a better Hitler in the wings. You know, who like everyone. Not to, I know this is Godwin's law, but like the Trump Desantis thing. Oh, Trump's gone. Like, well, Desantis is actually like a sort of more more adept. Politician with some of the same goals isn't that more terrifying than the idiot with uh, true whose, also, whose goals I was, don't align I with yours? Get
3: that time travel means you can go back to anywhere, so I didn't even consider just killing baby Hitler. I didn't even think about that. So I guess if that's the case, you just got to go for one. But it's a
2: child, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's just, it's still it's a baby Hitler. You know what I mean? But it's like a baby. I, I think the thing is, uh, oh yeah, the, yeah. I
1: mean. And also, also, you, you like you really don't have to go as far as infanticide. Like, as I think you can just like go go nine months earlier and just ruin yep, their, ruin the their time. sex life.
2: Yeah, be, yeah.
1: Just like yeah. rent oh. the rent the apartment below them and just play loud music all the time and just really annoy them.
2: <laughs> so. Sure, but according what? to this, <laughs> a, according to this thing we just read, that's what makes them fuck. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 right. they're yeah, like yeah. super into it the only reason yeah. they came is because of you got that tuba in that apartment below them <laughs> yeah. and then it, but, right. but I mean the weird thing about the going back in time and killing Hitler thing is that uh, everyone that talks about that it's like the, the impression I get is that they're all just totally good with World War I they're like yep that was a valid <laughs> yeah. that was a yeah. valid yeah. thing that yeah. was obviously should have been fought yeah. and was very
0: cool yeah, why don't like, we just go are, save Franz Ferdinand and, like, maybe that's going to fix everything, right?
2: Well, of course not that the would band. have prevented yeah. World War II. Like, like of course, you know? Yeah. I mean, what if, like, also just because
3: of killing like, what if someone goes back in time, it's not exact, so they get there when Hitler's, like, you know, a one-year-old. And they're like, fuck, all right, I got to kill a one-year-old? Fine, I'm here to do this. And, then they, and they, like, kidnap him and they're like, fuck, this is harder than I thought. All right, I'll kill him tomorrow. And it just becomes like a Dread Pirate Roberts thing, where now Hitler's like ten, but you raised him in like a different situation, and now he's not anti-Semitic. You know what I mean? So now you've like, oh shit, you just, you didn't kill Hitler, you you raised him to be a better person, and. And then Adolf Hitler become you know like a circus clown or something or like a like
1: but, but but again like yeah. like uh, like you were saying though that yeah. I think according to this theory the way the new way you raise him is actually going to turn him into Hitler. Yeah, so right. now, what. What. not right, only right, is he right. still Hitler, but now yeah. you're his dad. Right, yeah. you're like, like you're yeah, like
2: right? I'm I'm going to be a really good dad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Christmas when he turns five, like here's a model train set. Like fuck.
3: Like yeah. You can't. yeah, yeah. No matter what you do. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. What have I done? I <laughs> yeah, I think like if if you went if you got him into art school like there's a lot of things that would have just thrown that like just would have nudged that asteroid out of the way. Yeah. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Right, like right, right. but uh but I don't know. I don't know. Um I just think according to this it's not possible. You either would have created it or been prevented from the murder. Damn. You know? if, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so, well, who else can we go back and
3: kill that, <laughs> right? Or, or say, I'm just trying to. Rem-
0: hmm. Have you guys watched um, Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix?
3: No, I have not. No,
0: it's sort of like remember Liquid Television. I mean, it's a, it's an animated anthology series. It's a sci- with a sci-fi angle. They had like three seasons of it. So just shorts, like five, ten-minute shorts. And I forgot, there's one about going back and killing hitler a bunch of different ways i forgot if this is, this might be the plot they're describing is like no matter what it all turns out i gotta go revisit it but uh yeah go check out love death and robots actually pretty good like it's got a decent hit rate i mean no i don't think there's any anthology shows that are all great like black mirror has got some duds but um it's a pretty interesting show
2: is is anyone else having uh, trouble hearing andy or is it's, it's, me? it's kind of oh funny. no was i yeah, no i am as well yeah uh, it's do, it, No, no, it'll upload fine. It's just doing that weird robot voice shit that it does sometimes.
1: Uh, which, uh, which, which I think sounds
3: perfect when you're talking about like actual science stuff and suddenly like, and, and, that, what if? Yeah.
0: Yep.
2: It's yeah, like, like oh. da- Dalek voice. Yeah. yeah is, is it still,
0: is it still fucked? No, Fox? no you're, you're, fine fine you're back to now.
1: normal again now. Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. fine.
0: Well, I mean, I was talking about a show called Love, Death, and Robots, <laughs> and it didn't want to be talked about. So the time the robots came back from the future to mess up my recording of it so right right
2: right they don't want anyone nah, to know but that, that's all robots could ever do they couldn't do anything else I think um, oh they, really they couldn't no nah, they couldn't do anything productive or anything like that you know they're robots man
3: you know yeah. I mean? you don't
0: think that maybe no. they, can't, they could uh, check out your groceries come.
2: at a super Walmart nah couldn't do yeah, it yeah no what do you What? no these robots are useless um, they, you don't no, think they, they could look at
0: check what? out water pipes maybe what are you talking about <laughs> you don't think that maybe, maybe you could develop some uh, robots that could stop billions of liters of water from leaking? Uh,
2: because,
3: they, uh, happen, nah. hmm. they can only go back and so, mess some, up the Some water. UK engineers,
1: oh, no. according to this uh, little BBC article okay. that, that I just found. Oh, by the way, while I'm talking about finding out articles, we do appreciate everyone who sends in articles. And last week, we, we, did, an ep- we did a story quite early because it came in in real time from the first person to send it in. So we didn't get to credit the seven other people who sent in the snakes have clitorises story. I don't Is know it? why. Uh, I don't know why you thought that it might be a popular one with us, but for some reason, you guys really lent into that story. And
3: yeah, did you guys yeah. not know this about snakes?
2: <laughs> <laughs> snakes have clits, man. Shattoos yeah, who didn't know this?
3: Jeez. Hey, wait a minute, you guys needed an article to figure that out? <laughs> Come, on. <laughs> Come on, dude. Throw up in the fucking grow up in louisiana dude it's for you practice on <laughs> but before you ever hook up with a chick you practice on snake pussy okay
0: <laughs> and then day w- day one of sex ed is just like well it's alligators day one where? alligator clits yes, right? and you and then, go
3: find you uh go find you a reptile you make a reptile <laughs> come you can make a woman scream
2: you know what i mean huh? <laughs> All right, we got football practice in five minutes, so let's get out there. Yeah, let's. All, right.
1: All right, praise to God.
3: All right, hold on, let me take my limo. Wait, stop for a second.
2: Yo, get in. <laughs> that's New York, baby. We got that's some. Uh, that's New York sex head, baby. <coughs> New York sex ed.
3: We got some uh, hog nose clip for you. That's fucking slurp on. <laughs>
2: I'm about to come a million liters from my pipe here. Nobody can stop it, which leads me to this article, guys, which leads me to this article. Uh, Engineers have now developed miniature robots to patrol the pipe network, check for faults and prevent leaks. Uh, They're called pipe bots, obviously. Um, Sure. uh, They say that maintaining the network of, of pipes would be impossible without robotics. Wait, pipe bots? Pipe bots. Wait
3: till that gets out. Wait till the kids get a hold of that one. I know. There's going to be, I that's going to be a new slang. Like, this guy over here is a real pipe bot, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> <like, It's> no.
0: <laughs> Chewgy <choogy> pipe bot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Uh, the, so the water industry body Water UK told BBC News that companies were already investing billions of dollars in leakage. Uh, a recent report pointed to a lack of investment by water companies. Uh, it named several that it said were letting down customers and the environment by not spending enough on improvements. So it talks about a bit of an an old infrastructure issue here. Um, Water UK responded by saying that leakage was at its lowest level since privatization. There are wide leaks are widespread and complicated problem across the UK. Hundreds of thousands of kilometers of pipe of varying age and in varying condition like a Will Chamberlain over here. Uh, They supply (laughs) uh, millions of properties with water. Colin Day from Essex and Suffolk Water said in this region alone. We look after more than 8,500 kilometers of pipe, and only about half the leaks in those pipes are visible, which means it's complicated to pinpoint where the rest are. Wasted water has been a particularly sensitive issue this year. According to Water UK, three companies uh, in the UK, that's Southeast Water, Southwest Water, and Yorkshire Water, who said, fuck directions, we're going with a different name. Uh, (laughs) They still have localized house pipe bans in place following the summer drought. And amid the cost of living crisis, uh, the estimates are that twenty percent of customers in England and Wales struggle to pay their water bills.
1: Uh, by the way, that's hose pipe bans. That's uh, that's you can't you can't spray oh, water pipe. in your garden. Uh, yes, hose pipe. Mm.
2: Did I say house pipe? You did. Oh, now I added a U there. I wanted to be extra British with it. Um, <laughs> I did. I added a U. So uh, in the last year, companies have reduced leakage by about six percent. Um, But the industry is committed to a government target of halving the amount of water loss by 2050. So they have to adopt the latest technology. Uh, That includes special in-pipe cameras, satellite Mm -hmm. imaging, thermal drone tech, high-tech probes, and artificial intelligence. So uh, some companies are already starting to use these robots over here, these pipe bots. They're miniature mobile robots with cameras for eyes and all-terrain legs. They're being developed in collaboration with the water industry to patrol the pipes and find cracks and take pictures of your butthole. Hey, uh, is that true?
3: <laughs> that's what you know. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, I know what this is leading to. Yeah, exactly. A whole new a whole, yeah, new, a whole new category on Pornhub.
0: Yeah. I'm just waiting for I'm just waiting for a Ghoulies reboot. I just want to I just want something popping out of my toilet in a horror movie.
2: Yeah, man. I mean, stuff coming out of the toilet is underused and it's always terrifying. Yeah. It's very underused in horror, I think. Um,
1: yeah. Everything these it's days, the one is place all, you can you can't check. You can't you can't you, can't, you, you need to go there.
2: Mhm. Yep. Everything's all like folk horror now and I'm ready for us to get out of it. I'm ready for us to get out of the folk horror phase we're in.
0: You mean like midsummer? What's folk horror?
2: Yeah. Yeah, like okay. um uh Just- like druids
0: and uh, <laughs> oh yeah a, P- pagans oh and, yeah uh,
2: yeah a significant lack of electricity it involves like something from the the land or something or right. uh
1: there's a lot of people dancing in circles
2: yeah it, it, oh, okay. I- anything with like a um earthen figurine i'm bored of you know what okay. i'm saying yeah 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 uh chestnut
1: man i'm
0: sick of it man
2: chestnut <laughs> man you're sick of chestnut man yeah, Chestnut Man was, uh, what was it called? The Chestnut Killer or something. It, was a, it was a, It's on Netflix. Uh, I'm sick of it all. Sick of it. You know? Yeah. Stop with the earthen figurines.
0: All right? Uh, take, what's your take on Barbarian? I know we got to finish the story, but Barbarian's t- great, right? Yeah, it was fun. Fun romp. You know, it was fun.
2: It was... It it was uh,
0: Zach White whitest kids. Yeah, no, I know. How I know. crazy it was, is that?
2: Yeah. yeah, no, it was fun. It didn't show me to the bone, you know? Oh, no, no, no. It didn't chill me. It was just
0: super fun. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah it, was fun, it was a fun movie. Um, it was a fun movie, and they could have gotten out of there sooner if they had some pipe bots. Hey, right are- there. Damn. Yeah. Um, so th- this is a toy car-sized robot, and they move along the pipe taking pictures. They have a microphone to listen to the pipe. They're designed to make decisions about whether the pipe is likely to develop a fault or not.
1: And then they come up through your toilet mm-hmm. and drag you down. I mean, yep. do, we, do we need
3: pipe? like the, I, I know plumbing isn't perfect, but like it seems pretty. We got a handle on pipes.
0: Well, there's a lot of lost water there by the stats they're giving. Yeah,
2: there's a, it says AI intelligence specialist Professor Netta Cohen from the University of Leeds says the biggest challenge for pipe bots is communication. So it's a lot like a marriage.
3: In well, you just got to learn to speak pipe. That's all. No yeah. big deal. Hey. You know? <laughs> I speak pipe. Over you here. know what
2: I mean? um. <laughs> I speak pipe. You don't speak
3: pipe. <laughs> um, Which sounds a lot like
0: this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's that kind of pipe. I'm just doing the dripping sound. Yeah. I don't know if it came through on the mic or not.
2: Uh, underground, there's no GPS, so they'll communicate with each other at short ranges using sound or Wi-Fi. They'll, uh, they will deposit these little guys to go into the smaller pipes and collect them when they're done, explained Professor Cohen. We will need a whole society of these robots to, <laughs> to work in these uh, kilometers of pipe. If you think about the state of our infrastructure, she added, it's so urgent to do something. It has implications not just for industry, but for our impact on the environment. The water pipes beneath our feet, said Professor Cohen, are some of the most inhospitable environments on Earth can't do this without robotics
3: inhospitable
1: yeah she also says that they have all been programmed to love and fear man Mm -hmm. yep they're not allowed to hurt us
3: wait they've been (laughs) programmed okay I I like her that's a nice touch nice little amuse on that dish (laughs) Mm.
0: Uh, by the way I think that underground there's no GPS is the logline for the most boring alien sequel (laughs) yeah <laughs> in the
2: pipes no one can geo tag geotag your picture um <laughs> no one can t-
1: tell you to turn left it's <laughs> so one
2: of the most inhospitable environments on earth it's a uh, it's hilarious like when you have so like plumbers are just going to have robots with them now and stuff
0: this is, is funny i i was telling my parents about chat cuz this is all i talk about now Sean. i'm sorry you don't know this is a chat gpt podcast now sure i mean um and they hadn't heard about it. And I was like, oh, 2023, get ready. Every job that isn't plumber, electrician, surgeon, if you aren't doing something physical, your job is in jeopardy if you aren't the best at it. And now plumber, even. The robot's coming for the plumbers.
3: Dude, I mean, I can't wait. They're going to come for podcasts one day, too.
0: Well, I mean, that's what I'm... With GPT, literally, the people we thought were the last who the people we thought were the safest jobs 10 years ago might turn out to be the ones whose jobs are gone first like I was having it my dad didn't believe any of this stuff so I'm like just tell me something to type into it I had to write a Mitch Hedberg joke about Christmas that was pretty good my dad was like what the fuck yeah yeah it can already do comedy pretty well and it's only been around for a month and the one coming out next year is trained on 500 times more data so yeah Yeah. it's it's weird
2: like uh, some of the stuff with like a a plumber showing up the robots and stuff is uh, a lot of this stuff it's going to start coming down to like, we keep throwing tech at it, throw tech at every job, but then it will still either not make it easier or take the same amount of time. Like, uh, my, my parents had a roofer over recently. They had a leak in the roof and they had a roofer over and he brought a drone. Okay. I mean, Uh, that's, I can see the logic of that. Sure. But it took, it took longer (laughs) than him just going up on the fucking roof. Right. You know (laughs) what I mean? Like he had to figure out the drone and then wait, wait for the wind. And he like kind of sucked at it and he's, you know, had all these problems with the Wi-Fi.
0: It's like, it's dude, just file some FAA paperwork. Yeah, yeah just
2: go yeah. up there on a fucking they ladder. Fly it on a wedding. That was just not great. <laughs> right, yeah. right, Just go on the roof, you know?
3: I mean, yeah. Well, you know, I'm afraid, but I'm afraid of heights. We're, I know. It's a weird uh, pos- position I've chosen. But, you know, I don't like heights. The roofs are high.
0: I love roofs. I hate heights. Yeah, it's weird. Why can't they just build a couple on the ground? Just a couple.
3: You show me a f- ground roof. I'm a, you'll see a happy guy that's me
2: you know <laughs> I've always said that I've always said that
3: <laughs> yeah who yeah, hasn't heard me? raise your I'm hand happy. if you never heard me say that you know exactly no one's hands up
2: that's roofing baby <laughs> um, well guys what do we, uh, we what do we have here we we should well, get one more story in and then before get, our yeah let's
1: get let's get one more story in and then yes. we'll get the uh, and then we'll do a bonus story for the Patreon patrons. But Absolutely, of which, of which
2: everyone so- should subscribe. Of course.
1: But uh, here is a little um uh story from Science Alert: A new analysis of dust retrieved from the Moon suggests that water bound up in the lunar surface could originate with the Sun. Water from the Sun has been found on the Moon. Is the headline? It's a crazy headline. What? Hmm more specifically it could be the result of bombardment of hydrogen ions from the solar wind slamming into the lunar surface interacting with mineral oxides and bonding with a dislodged oxygen the result is water that could be hiding in the lunar region uh, what's this word regolith I don't know regolith does it That's mean a word ki- I've not heard king
0: kingstone I, I have no idea yeah.
1: I'm, I'm googling this I want to learn this new word uh, it is a region of loose unconsolidated rock and dust that sits atop a layer of bedrock on Earth, regolith includes soil, which is a biologically active medium and a key component in plant growth. Okay. So.
0: Oh, it comes from. On- the rego. it comes from the Greek for rug or blanket, and lith is uh, stone or whatever.
1: Oh, ah. that. Ah. Science. And this, or rock. This has implications for our understanding of the provenance and distribution of water on the moon and may be relevant to our understanding of the origins of water on Earth. The moon looks like a pretty dry dust ball, but recent studies have found that there's a lot more water up there than anyone suspected. Obviously, it's not floating around as lakes and lagoons. It's bound up in the lunar regolith, possibly lurking as ice in permanently shadowed craters and sequestered in globules of volcanic glass. So this leads to questions. How much water is up there exactly? How is it distributed? And where has it come from? The lo- it actually says, where the heck did it come from? But I'm not sure. I We can believe that cuss word. Yeah. The last... The last question probably has multiple answers. Some could come from asteroid impacts, some from Earth. One possible source, though, is hardly the first thing that comes into mind when imagining cosmic rain clouds. The, the sun isn't exactly dripping with moisture, but its wind is certainly a reliable source of high-speed hydrogen ions. Evidence that that, that includes an analysis of, of lunar dirt from the Apollo missions has previously raised the strong possibility that the solar wind is responsible for at least some of the moon's ingredients of water.
0: Wow, now, I I actually had no idea that solar wind consisted of anything like physical. Yeah, I thought it was literally photon, like just electromagnetic energy yeah. but not any hydrogen ion. I didn't think there was any actual atoms of anything.
1: Yeah, I didn't know that either. Crazy. So I've learned two things in this article. Yeah, I I uh, was just thinking it was
3: ions as well. <laughs> I was I didn't know any of this shit. So wow, I'm I'm going to talk tonight at a bar after the show like I knew this the whole time. Right, so strike up conversations like So, solar wind, guys, right? Did you, ions, did you know that? Those yes, new
0: hydrogen ions were in solar wind, right? right you guys, it wasn't you know, just that, right? some <laughs> photons. There's some actual <laughs> matter being transmitted.
3: I mean, I do hang out at science bars. So, right. But, yeah. Yeah.
1: Mixology. Yeah, they always have right. the best stuff. Right, mixology. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, thank you, Andy. Yeah, yeah. yeah Where the bartenders are all wearing those white coats. Yeah, yeah. That's how you know they're scientists. Yeah, pork pie hats. Where do you think
3: I got the idea? Yeah, you know
0: I mean? <laughs> oh. Wait, so uh, how does that hydrogen then get the oxygen to form the water on the moon? I guess uh,
1: from the oxides. So so this, this team of researchers led by these chem- geochemists uh, Yuxin Zhu and Heng Qitan of the Chinese Academy of Sciences have found chemistry in grains retrieved by the Changi 5 mission that further supports a solar source of lunar water. I didn't know that China's had a, a craft that's gone to the moon and come back.
0: I'm not sure I knew that either.
1: I'm, I'm learning all sorts of things in the... Co- they've really buried the lead on this.
0: I mean, it's crazy that uh, anything about China wouldn't be something that we are all made <laughs> aware of as it happens. <laughs> God, sorry. Yeah, the COVID stuff is bonkers.
1: uh, uh So here we go It was the fifth Lunar exploration mission Of the Chinese Lunar exploration program The China's first Lunar sample return mission Like its predecessors It's named after The Chinese moon goddess Changi And it Collected Around 61 ounces That's uh, Around 1.7 grams Of lunar samples Including from a core A meter deep And returned to the earth (coughs) Wow Yeah I didn't know that That's pretty cool Hmm Yeah Um, so these guys, they studied these 17 grains. Uh, seven of them were olivine, one was pyroxene, one class, and five were glass. They were all in contrast to low-latitude samples collected by Apollo and Luna um, from a mid-latitude region of the moon and collected from the youngest-known lunar volcanic basalt from the driest balsatic basement. Uh, this is the we've had this problem with science alert before there is horrible grammar in this Mm -hmm. I should should say they were all contrasted to they were all in contrast to this and then no end to that clause Um, using Raman spectroscopy and energy dispersive x-ray spectroscopy they studied the chemical composition of these rims of these grains the outer 100 nanometer shell of the grain that is most exposed to space weather and therefore most altered in comparison to the grain interior and the majority of these rims showed a very high hydrogen concentration, uh, compar- and very low deuterium to high- slash hydrogen isotope ratios, which is consistent with the ratios of these elements found in the solar wind suggesting that the solar wind slammed into the moon, depositing hydrogen on the lunar surface.
2: I hate when there's a high deuterium-hydrogen isotope ratio. Every day when I <laughs> up, I'm just I'm making my coffee. And was... You
1: just got to get used to it, man. It's the 21st yeah. century. Just know, progress. You got to live with it. No, I know. It's just but cause, n- new normal. Just because yeah. the old ratios are going, it doesn't mean that you're losing your country. It's just change. It I'm true. just glad okay? that there's yeah. still
2: low deuterium-hydrogen isotope ratios out there somewhere, you know? If there's
3: two things that keep Jesse Case up, it's the damn leather jacket he wanted to buy <laughs> and an isotope
2: ratio. Everybody the, knows that. Yeah. The thankless leather jacket. Yeah. And the isotope ratios.
0: Hmm. That is, so, like, the worst version, like, a gift of the magi gone wrong, the leather jacket thing.
2: <laughs> so is, is this um, – this is weird, though, to me, I suppose, because this is like um, – it's sort of burying the lead, in that in the, they're just kind of being like, "We figured out how to make water."
1: You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but know. They're saying that the that's... hydrogen that is the H two in the H two O has come in large extent from the sun, and they then they did some experiments, some actual experiments with the grains, where they, right. they ran some heat experiments to determine that the uh, the grains can rotate, retain hydrogen after burial, and also. They conducted simulations on the preservation of the hydrogen in the lunar soil at different temperatures which reveal that the temperature plays a significant role in the implantation migration and outgassing of hydrogen on the moon which implies a significant amount of solar wind derived water could be retained at mid and high latitudes where the temperatures are cooler okay
3: Mm Hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: okay so can we use this for our base Uh, by our i mean the four of us when we have our moon base
2: Right. Can we drink
0: this water? Is this accessible? What how much of it is there? Give me the practical stuff for when I'm up there with you guys. Mhm.
2: In the base. Yeah, I mean th- this deuterium hydrogen isotope ratio looks good to me. Good I would me. I would happily sip
0: on this. <coughs> yeah. I you know, I, I got a bit before this article. I I had forgotten what we've discovered where. I forgot that we definitely knew there was water on the moon. Did you guys know yeah. that? Yes. Okay. I I, I guess I thought because we don't know for certain whether there is on Mars. We're pretty sure, or, or do we know that Mars has water?
3: I think
1: we, I feel like we definitely know, yes, the answer is, right?
0: Mars has water? Okay. I feel dumb now because I forgot which things are like, we're pretty sure. Yes, it, it, versus... it almost
1: all exists as ice, but there is water on Mars.
0: Okay. So these are not, okay, nothing, nothing is new here except I'm dumb and forget which things we found. I kind of think when we do, not if, like when we find, I think we will find life, like not Super interesting life, but you know, something right. that, but I, I don't even think that's going to be a big, like, no. holy fuck, everyone on earth's minds are blown. I don't think it's even going to be that big of a thing. I don't think it's going to cause anybody to reevaluate religious beliefs or anything. Cause like,
2: no, we'll find everything some moss on a rock somewhere right? and no one will give a
0: shit, <laughs> <laughs> which is a bummer, but I think that that's going to be true. But it'll, be, yeah. but
2: it'll
3: be moss that can, like, you know, do your taxes in 10 seconds. Sure. You know, it'll be and super,
1: super out, dirty moss. Pipes.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. And can, like, instantly generate uh, comedy specials. Speaking of which, yeah. Sean, yeah. 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 <laughs> there it is. Uh, <laughs> to, tell tell us where where you can find it and how yeah, you yes, can. Yes, so if I it. wanted
2: to watch a Sean Patton comedy special, what would I do?
3: I, you can watch it on uh, Peacock. And if you don't have a Peacock, Peacock subscription, I'm pretty sure you can watch it for free, but there will be commercial breaks. But don't fret because I chose the commercial breaks, so it's not just going to be like the middle of a, you know, sentence. Up, oh, cut to a 15 second commercial. It's actually it, there. There, I, I, I. It was a painstaking process, but I chose them all so that it wouldn't completely disrupt the flow of the special. But um, yeah. So- Thirteen
0: weekend. minutes in, you ro- you roll out a Casper mattress and say, "Guys, I got to take a little break here." Yeah, right,
3: right, yeah. yeah. It's
1: this all <laughs> stamps.com Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it was um, not. Cause, I mean, we did the thing, we shot it without knowing at all where it was going to go. We just, I eight hundred pound gorilla, came in and uh, put up the money, and they were super cool about Which it.
1: Which is a production company, by production the way. That's company. not just a
3: yeah production company. They do a lot of albums and now specials. And uh, I realized the name of the their. You saying that makes me realize there the name of that company has an entirely different meaning in the UK. If you're like, an eight hundred pound gorilla, oh that's a quite cheap gorilla.
0: That's I would have thought you had to spend four <laughs> figures.
1: Yeah. yeah,
3: I thought it'd be a lot
1: more expensive. Yeah, that's yeah, it's great value. <laughs> yeah.
3: But um yeah, we shot it and then, you know, Michael Che, who's an awesome comedian, awesome human being, uh, just kind of came in and was like, Hey, let me let me help you make this go somewhere good and let me produce it. And he's, oh, you, you know, it was awesome of him to do. Uh, and then it ended up and,
1: and it's great. I've watched it. It's very, very good. filmed in your home base in New Orleans. Yeah, filmed
3: at Tipitina's in New Orleans. Well, that was the thing. For, like, years, uh, Any anytime I met with anyone who, you know, previous to 800-pound gorilla, when I would meet with someone who was like, you know, I met, I met a couple of people in the production world who, you know, were interested, and I was like, you know, I want to do my first one in New Orleans, and they would be like, Okay, we got an idea for you. What if we build out a street like a like a stage on Bourbon Street, and the backdrop is just people partying? You know, right? <laughs> I'm like, no, that's what the fuck is wrong with you. Or they'd be like, what if you did the special on a Mardi Gras float during Mardi Gras? <laughs> you know, and you're just like out there. Like well, what if we do season? it on
1: a soundstage in L.A., but we make it, but we put you know some New Orleans shit in the background. Dude, I mean it? the
3: amount. I I don't know when and where. Along the way, some some directors of specials or producer specials are like, "What if we do everything else except pay any mind to the actual performance that you're doing?" <laughs> and it's really fucking weird. But uh, eight hundred pound gorilla was very cool. They were just like, "Whatever you want to do, what do you want to do? It's your hometown. You do you." And I chose Tipitinas because it's like, if you know New Orleans, you know that venue. So it's like, hey, this is definitely filmed in New Orleans. If you know the city, if not, it just looks like a really cool venue. So, it's not like, you know, it's not me on stage with Mardi Gras beads, you know. Right, right, right. And instead of a microphone, I got a pole boy, right? And by the time I'm (laughs) done eating the pole boy, the special's over. It's like, (laughs) no. But, I mean.
0: Show us your bits.
3: Yeah, 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 exactly. (laughs) I give the audience a bunch of beads, and they throw the beads when they really like the material so yeah
2: they're throwing red beans and rice at you
3: yeah yeah you know that that old classic uh new orleans trope it's like watch out that would actually if someone was throwing red beans and rice at people like that that hurts it's hot yeah (laughs) Yeah. but um yeah let's uh yeah i mean it's i I, it's i love it I'm, i'm very happy with it and you know uh and peacock's doing some interesting shit as well so uh it was good to get in with them um you know, I'm looking so, I mean, forward to watching it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, Andy. Uh
1: yeah, watch it, watch it. And uh and where else can they find you online? You're on you're on Twitter uh and
3: I mean I don't I don't really I don't really tweet much, but I'm on at Instagram, I'm at Mr. Sean Patton. I'm also on TikTok, which I don't you know, it's it's it, that one's fun ish. But <clears> um I think it's Sean Patton Comedian. But I'm on go to me SeanPatton com. I'm about to release some tour dates for January, February, then I'm going on the road with David Cross for like March, April and most of May. Um, Nice. Which is fun because he's, you know, I still have to pretend like I'm not blown away that he even knows my name.
0: Right. That's
3: so
1: cool. So he knows
3: your name? Sometimes. (laughs) You know, he refers to me as just opening boy a lot, which is nice. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) opening boy bring me another Miller he's also British I don't know if you knew that <laughs> he's been hamming it up for 20 years but <laughs> so
1: fi- find Sean there you can find us probably science.com, uh, on twitter at probably science individually at jesse case at andy t and at Matt Kershine. probably science at gmail.com is the email address for any questions comments clarifications and send in stories you would like us to cover and also on probably science.com is the links to all the stories we cover and our patreon and paypal uh Links, thank you very much to everyone who helps out with that. We will do a bonus story for the Patreon people after this. But, Sean, thank you so much for coming on.
3: Thank you, boys, for having me, man. It's great to catch up with y'all, and happy 2023, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: speaking of that, I think uh, in the Patreon episode, let's also do – we haven't done this in a while. Let's all uh, go through, uh, name some of our favorite shit from 2022. We used to do that every year, remember?
1: Oh, oh yeah. And also, I keep forgetting to say this, but um, uh, Seattle, Laugh's, Laugh's Comedy Club in Seattle, first weekend of February. Come and see me there. Learn. awesome bye happy bye. new year bye bye all right like later guys